0: Coro hasn't come up in your reviews of the latest psychiatric literature? Genital retraction syndrome is probably half a dozen too many vowels for either of you to process, so let me put it simply. Not that either of you had many to lose, but you've both lost a few inches. Most of them, in fact, where it might count if either of you were ever thinking of being able to please, rather than rape, a woman. You'll figure it out next time you use the restroom. Oh, and you'll want to turn around and go back out the way you came. Dr. Ibis isn't nice like I am, and if he found out you were bothering his niece, I can't begin to imagine what he might be moved to do. With that, the two boys found themselves free to move again, brains foggy as if just being awakened unexpectedly from a light sleep. Aletta had disappeared into the trees, as if riding a gust of wind. What the hell was that, Jake? What just happened? I got no idea, T. Let's get out of here. This place is too geechy, man. With that, the truck was thrown into reverse and went back down the road in search of the bridge off Frogmore Island. One. They're dead because of me. Apparently I had been saying this over and over, as both Virginia and now Fiona tried to comfort me. I sat against the wall of Virginia's grand bedroom. My knees pulled to my chest, rocking back and forth. That's not what I said, and it's not what's true. Not at all. Nothing that has happened to you is your fault. Virginia squatted next to me, her hand in my hair. Listen to me, Emma. This is not your fault. You don't understand, I cried out. My mother and I had a terrible fight before they left, over something I can't even remember. If I hadn't been so willfully shitty to her, I would have been in that car. I could have saved them, or even made it so the accident never happened. We would have left sooner if we hadn't fought. We could have avoided that truck altogether. I kept rocking and sobbing. Fiona, go get Josephine. Virginia's voice took on a commanding tone, and Fiona immediately ran out of the room, her steps echoing down the hall. I don't want to see anyone. I shook her hand off me. Not even you. Please, I want to be alone. Virginia sat back. I want you to be okay. This isn't how I wanted to tell you any of this. How do you even begin to tell someone something like this? I looked up at her. Her coldness had thawed. I could see in her eyes that she truly hated this for me. I have no idea. I haven't had to have a conversation like this in a very long time. Virginia cautiously scooted closer towards me. I haven't had a new girl in my life since Josephine, and that was back in 1915. Before I could ask her how the hell that was possible, Josephine was in the room. She immediately rushed over and threw her arms around me. Emma! As soon as she said it, part of my spirit began to change. My despondency slowly turned to calm. I was able to control the quiver in my lip. Are you doing that? I looked at her, but I couldn't be angry. I felt at peace for a moment, like everything was okay. It was similar to when I took an Ativan or a Xanax. I just want you to have clarity for a moment. I promise I don't like to use my abilities on other bells unless it's absolutely necessary. You helped me, and so now I want to help you. Callista calls her human heroine. My body relaxed. Good. Thank you, Josephine. Emma, do you want to get something to drink? Maybe some food? Virginia's voice was slow. Normally I would be annoyed with her placation, but I couldn't find the energy in me to care. I'm kind of tired. I slowly stood up, using Josephine's leverage. I honestly don't really know what else to do right now. No one expects anything, Em. This is a lot. I know you feel completely alone, but you're not. Trust me when I say that it's better you found out while here with us. There's never a way you will ever be alone again. You're a bell. Bells ride this wave together. Josephine took my hand. And now, let's get you to your room. When we got to my room, both collided.